episode two. Um, hello and welcome to episode two of the Eight Broke Don't Fix Me podcast with me, MEP. Um, the Eight Broke Don't Fix Me podcast is the podcast that shines a light on all things neurodiversity and mental health. And we talk about these things quite openly. And um, yeah, we don't hide away from anything. Um, Thank you for, if you're listening, thank you. And thank you to anybody who listened to the first episode. Um, Listen, a podcast wasn't something that I always had at the forefront of my mind. It's, it was like three, four weeks of like intense thoughts and creative planning and hard work and thinking, yeah, I really, I really want to put this together and this all makes sense now. But the idea of doing a podcast was never at the forefront of my mind. Um, I, I love talking. That's, everyone knows that. I love to talk, but I like to talk on a stage and normally I like that feeling of, of that connection of knowing how an audience is receiving something and and you know if you do a gig and it's shit you know it's shit because you can see people's faces thankfully I haven't had too many of those experiences um most of them have been all right and I've they've gone well and it's nice to see people happy or or you know I can relate to that I can come up to me afterwards and say that actually that meant a lot to me that really resonated with me the idea of talking on a mic and just puts putting something out there to the world and not knowing how it's gonna go or how it's gonna be received um that was nerve-wracking especially as the idea of this podcast was to have guests but then because of the the lockdown that wasn't the case so it's just me talking um and on uh, this this podcast is available on Spotify, on iTunes, and on Podbean. And on Spotify, you can have the, there is a a section where I can see how many people have listened to it and how often people have listened to it. So some people may have listened to the first ten minutes, got bored, switched off. Um, so I want to say thank you to everyone who listened to the end, which, you know, surprisingly was a lot more people than I thought. It was like 90 odd percent of people. So that's absolutely fantastic. And yeah, great. We should crack on. So today, all about lockdown and um, coping tips and ideas that we can improve and maintain positive mental health and uh, really take care of ourselves in this really shitty confusing just it's a crazy time that is global that is affecting everybody when else have we experienced something that is affecting every single person on the planet we are all part of this collectively and I wanted this podcast to be a collective experience especially this episode I, want, I wanted people to send in um, tips and answer questions, which I have got today, which I'm going to kick off with. Um, and then we have these this real big toolbox of ideas and tips that other people can reach into and pull out when they need something, when they need a bit of help. Because um, something that has really irked me like these past few weeks is, first of all, you know, of course, of course, big love to the NHS and any key worker working in this time, I salute you. Um, technically, I'm classed as a key worker with the children, with the stuff that I do with children. So I'm in and out of work. 
Um, but certainly not on those, you know, 16-hour shifts that some of the NHS nurses are doing. So incredible, hats off to you. But what I cannot stand is I've heard a lot of people saying, you know, and rightfully so, a lot of people have felt anxious or worried or depressed and confused and alone. And I've seen a lot of stuff on social media of people putting, oh, well, you, you know, people have it far worse than you do. Are you working 14-hour shifts? Are you on the front line? Don't get me wrong. I understand that these key workers and NHS workers are doing a bloody blinding job. But we can't mitigate our own suffering by saying, oh, people have it worse. You can't put a measure on mental health, can you? We, We know now that to say to someone with depression, oh, chin up, mate, is going to change nothing. To say to someone who is anxious, oh, stop worrying, it's not that bad, is going to change nothing. So by saying, oh, people have it worse, in a time that affects the majority of people in a, in a negative way, we can't mitigate our own suffering by saying, oh, people have it worse. So if that's, if that's you, if you've been saying that, pack it in, because it's not helping. Uh, we're going to go straight to the questions and uh, tips that people uh, have put. So I threw out on Instagram and Facebook um, any tips for coping and surviving during lockdown. Um, and ha- have you found any positives of living in lockdown? Because there are some, weirdly enough. Um some people have asked to remain anonymous, some haven't got back to me, some don't mind their name being put out there, so you might get a mixture. Um, this one, long showers away from my children. Yeah, man, never underestimate the power of a shower or even just a long bath. Like, especially if you're one of, if you're like me, I've definitely had a few days where I've sort of just laid around in the same clothes, watched Netflix just I've become part of the sofa do you know what I mean like I've been embedded in that in my own grot and filth and eating crap and it takes a moment to say you know what I need to snap out of this um and that feeling sometimes it's it's that it's that release of having a shower and washing away that that grime and 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 that emotional negativity and coming out feeling better me and um my me and my fiance have done a few like dress up kind of nights. Not oh, that sounded kinky. Um, <laughs> some of them too. No, all fault. Stop talking to me. Um, they are important though. But we have you know dressed up and and put a bit of makeup on and made that effort to make ourselves feel that little bit better, uh, that little bit more human and. Um, yeah, I can really appreciate if you're if you're a parent of young children, a long shower away from them gives you that a bit of space, bit of headspace, and uh, cleansing off all of that emotional stress and worry, and you know just being clean and all. Hygiene is important. Um, who else have we got? Holly, um, Holly N eighty four on Instagram. Hi Holly, just giving myself a break cutting myself some slack and letting my soul roll with the punches yeah give yourself a break especially as as depending on what you do for work as well like 
I measure my own success sometimes by how much I'm doing, which is weird. Like, if I've done loads of gigs in a week, if I've worked long working hour days, if I've made dinner every night, if I've been busy and on it, I'm like, yeah, I'm super successful. I'm, I'm rocking it. But if I have a few days to myself to just unwind and to let go, I feel down on myself. I'm not achieving. And that's so true. Just give yourself a break, cut yourself some slack. And I love that. Letting my soul roll with the punches. Very good. Um, It's important to point out as well, quite a few of these, a few people are saying, I'm not coping. And that's fair enough too. I can, it's totally understandable. Um, try to remember it's all temporary. Take a long walk in nature. Yes, 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 nature. Nature is the is is the healer. And if you're not getting outside enough and feeling that sun on your face and feeling that wind, you will not you will not heal. Um, so if you can get outside, it's an instant fix. Cage Solitaire says, ah, Cage Solitaire, I can say his name. Cage Solitaire is an incredible rapper, by the way. Check him out on um, Instagram. I've, you know, um, crossed paths with him over the last few months with uh, gigs and stuff. Uh, Cage Solitaire said, staying busy, implementing routine as much as possible. Yes, weekly checklist. Yes, 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 I'm all about lists. Oh my God, that feeling, I, I don't care how sad it might sound, but that feeling of writing down a bunch of stuff that you need to do and then that feeling of like, like I said before about how you don't feel maybe as that you're not achieving or you're, or you're lacking purpose and you don't feel like you're being successful. Oh my God, the achievement of ticking something off a list is, is incredible and it sounds ridiculous, but it really does help keep lists and the... Um, the happiness and the sense of achievement you feel when you tick it off, honestly, it really does help. And yeah, lots of people saying they're not coping and that is sad. But then I said, are there any positives um, of this COVID-19 experience? Um, And there are, and we'll get to those in a bit. But I just wanna say that people who are saying you are not coping, you, you are not alone in this this is this is global this is a global experience and loads of us are really really me included feeling the strain of of that so it is important to accept what we cannot control because it is horrible and it's worrying and like i said it's global and we're all connected in this experience and we cannot control it Don't carry that weight around. You cannot control it. But what can we control? Because there are things we can control in this time. You can control the time you go to bed, the food in your body, your exercise regime, if there is one, what you're eating, keeping at a social distance, following the government guidelines. That you can control. You can control that. You can control if you go out of your way to read everything on social media about COVID-19. A lot of it is fake. Stop it. You can control how often you watch the news. Stop it. Oh my goodness. Like right at the very beginning of this, when it was like 
full of panic and it was new and it was scary what on earth am I going to do financially how am I going to protect my friends and family how am I going to survive I had this like real overwhelming sense of I don't know what to do and for one day I just put my phone away and I painted my shed like all day and it was the one day out of this whole experience that I have felt somewhat positive and also, I didn't have that that weight of and and that burden of constant panic and despair because I wasn't reading shit online, because I wasn't watching the news, and I wasn't programmed to thinking this is all going to be terrible. Um. So, what can you control? Do the things that you can control, and really try and let go of the things you can't control, and sit with it. I am terrible at this, at uh, letting go of things I can't control. So I'm not speaking from, because I am all high and mighty and know what I'm doing. I, I don't know how to do that a lot of the time. But I know in the rare moments that I do, gah, I feel a lot, I feel a lot better in myself. Um, and there are, there are positives of COVID hunter, which is mad, isn't it? Like it's it's the it's the most horrific, confusing, scary time. But for a lot of people, some people will come off better through this experience. Um, I asked what positives there were. Bex has put. I've been cooking loads more. I've been cooking loads, and it's been lovely. I, I cook normally anyway. But normally it's like rushed. I finish work, chuck something together, wash up really quickly. But it's been nice to say, do you know what? I'm going to try and make this today and set aside that time. And, and again, that feeling of accomplishment. I've made something new. Um, that is a real positive. Um, for me, it's like I have never, ever spent so much isolated time with the people in my house. I never have. Because there's always work. Because there's always, you know, there's always my stepdaughter does dancing. My partner's at work. I'm at work. I gig. We, uh, my stepdaughter has to go and see her dad. We're always very in different places and lots of things that need to be done. And it feels like there is no time for anything else. And just having that time together, even though, of course, naturally, we're gonna we're gonna piss each other off at times. But having that time and knowing. And, and trying to make the most of that. Like, we had this really, like, spontaneous night, at, um, like, ten nights ago, where we just built this massive fort in the lounge, and, and we made, like, this big bed, and we just watched films all night, and ate snacks, and, and, and spent a lot of time chatting and laughing together. That would never have happened unless we had planned it, like, months in advance because of our busy schedules. Um, and it... It really has struck a chord with me because, like, modern modern society tells us that we need to have things to feel to feel great. Um, but lockdown has taught me otherwise in many respects. I've definitely got less money um, because of of work. There are less things accessible to me. I can't just get what I want when I want it. Um, Lots of people will have had holidays cancelled. 
Um, of course, that's massively disheartening. Um, but then we move past that. And what are we, what are we grateful for? Because I'm super grateful for the nice weather that we've had lately and being in the garden and feeling the sun on my face. I'm, I'm beyond grateful for the people in my life. I've, uh, the people in my home, my friends who I've stayed in contact with. I've kept in contact with my friends more than I ever have, even though we're not seeing each other. My brother lives in Australia and we very rarely contact each other. And that's not because, you know, I have deep love for my brother and I miss him every day, but life just gets in the way and that time difference. But we've been doing weekly family quizzes and stuff on Zoom. I know loads of people have done that. I'm a bit all quizzed out, if I'm honest. I'm, what The other week I did like eight quizzes in like the space of 10 days. I'm an absolute fountain of general knowledge at the minute and closer to my family and friends than I've ever been. Um, but yeah, like we, I've been connecting, we're connecting with people who I normally don't have the, t- the time to do that with, even though it's virtual. It's very, very odd experience, but I'm grateful for all of that. Um, my point is, we are social creatures we are we are designed for that for that feeling and that want of human connection and that nothing proves that more than how difficult people are finding it to social distance like i mean people are finding it impossible follow the rules for god's sake but i mean people have found it hard but i can guarantee that there are a lot of things that you might be missing right now and you know a lot of creative people have been stung financially and you know everyone misses mcdonald's the takeaways the pubs being outdoors with people holding hands hugging Uh, i miss going out in london for nights out and and you know going out in south end near me and drinks and whatever um but for most of us more than any of that the thing that we're missing the most the thing that i'm missing the most is people it's it's that human connection i am desperate for it and and covid19 as i think is given our heads a wobble and made us realize that you know what life isn't forever let's make the most of it it's we can't have whatever we want when we want it there are more important things than that it's taught us to make the most of our time on this planet and make the effort with the people who mean the most to us. Um, we are really, really guilty, all of us, of forgetting that in day-to-day life of, you know, as I was saying before, work, scheduling diaries, making sure your children are okay, posting on Instagram, Facebook, FaceTiming, watching TV, gardening, anything that you do that keeps you busy in life. What have we learned from this experience? Those small acts of kindness make us feel really, really good, don't they? Have you done something that you wouldn't normally do in your day-to-day life for someone else that's been completely selfless If you haven't, try it because, oh my goodness, how good does that make you feel afterwards? To do something for other other people, to offer your services. Were you doing that before lockdown? Were you checking in with your mates as much as you are now? Were you shopping for your parents? Were you offering to shop for the elderly relatives in your family? 
Because I wasn't. I wasn't. And why not? Why have I never said to my nan and granddad, do you need anything from the shops? One of my sets of grandparents literally live about three minutes from where I work. Do I ever just ask them if they need anything while I'm shopping and drop it off to them? No, I don't. And God, that's made me feel terrible when I, when I think about that. Because I'm always, there's always an excuse. Life gets in the way. I'm too busy. It's made, this experience has made me realise I, I spend too much doing stuff, time doing stuff that I don't need to be doing. Where could I be putting my focus that would be more beneficial and helpful and make me feel better? I'm definitely going to co- try and continue that after, after lockdown. Check in with my parents more even if I'm not going to spend time with them and saying do you want anything from the shop is there anything you need me to do mum like even the other day I I made like a batch of soup and dropped it round to my dad and he was chuffed to bits and I've never done anything like that for my dad before and I'm really hoping that I will that I will learn to carry that on I'm hoping we all will learn to carry that on through the experience this experience and afterwards um, I don't tell the people outside of my house that I love them enough. I rarely think of anyone but myself, and that's sad, and we're all guilty of that at times. And even the people in my household, I don't think of enough. I'm wrapped up in my world and, and my chaos, and what am I doing? I'm wrapped up in my in my own busy life, my own misery, and I never step outside of that to think, how can I be of service to the people around me? What do they need? And I'm going to do that more once this is all over. Can hear the birds tweeting in the background. It's kind of beautiful for this rounding up of what I'm about to say. If we've learned anything from this experience, we have learned that our time is valuable our time here, we all have a purpose and how can we be of service to other people and doing those small acts of kindness and things that we know are going to help other people will make us feel so much better too. Um, So to finish up, let's remember those things. Let's have a look back at that toolbox that we've we've chucked stuff inside. Um, Lots of people have helped me out here with this. Writing lists, small senses of achievement, tick them off once you've done something, you'll feel much better for it. Get outside, if you can, be in nature. You can do that and still be sensible. Find the right time of day for you, make sure you're not around other people, get outside, listen to a podcast, listen to some music, or just be at one with your thoughts and like just have nature around you small acts of kindness how can you help other people be of service to other people tell the people around you that you love them and help them out wherever you can long showers away from your children I love that one doesn't have to be away from your children you know you need that time for yourself whether it's away from your partner even if you live by yourself and you've been sitting around in the same clothes for a few days get out of them get in the shower, if you like wearing makeup, chuck some makeup on and just make yourself feel that little bit more human, check in with family and friends in whichever way you can and use this time 
if you are creative or whether you're not creative, what's something that you've been putting off for ages? Use this time to to really get dug, like stuck in and 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 find discover what you love and what makes you sit with your feelings write lists have showers talk to people small acts of kindness and making a den on the floor with my family was a lovely experience and a lovely night and look at that it just came we didn't need any money for that we didn't need to go anywhere fancy we didn't we didn't need to plan it weeks in advance spontaneous fun and connection and once all of this is over if we can remember those things if we can remember to just be that little bit more kind to really help other people to offer our services and to just be that little bit nicer I think we're gonna learn a lot from this and I think the world is going to be a much nicer place to live in. Um, and that's all I've got to say today. I don't know how long that was. Much the same as last time. Didn't know how long that one was either. Um, and it's been nice chatting to you. I can't wait to get guests on. Especially as I know who I've got coming up. And it's exciting. As always, you can follow me at M-E-P-M-A-T-E. E-M-Y-P-M-A-T-E. And uh, I'm constantly asking questions for the podcast and uh, as well as all things poetry and spoken word. Um, Keep safe, guys. Much love to anyone working on the front line, key workers, single parents, every single person who is out there and either struggling, making a difference, feeling miserable, trying not to kill yourself, um, offering everyone how you um, different acts of kindness, how you can help people out. No matter what you're doing, where you are, how you're feeling, you're not on your own. We all love you. We're all part of this collective. And just reach out. I'm always here um, if you've got no one else. Much love. Take it easy. I've been MEP. You've been listening to Ain't Broke, Don't Fix Me, the podcast. uh, Episode 2. I haven't got a name for this one yet. So that's that. See you later, guys. Ta-ra!